this is Saffron Barker and you are listening to Strictly Between Us, RadioTimes.com, Strictly Come Dancing podcast. Hello and welcome to Strictly Between Us, the Strictly Come Dancing podcast powered by RadioTimes.com. Each week we dissect the drama from the dance floor with news, interviews and backstage gossip straight from Strictly itself. Your regular host, entertainment correspondent Kimberly Bond, is playing pole dark and enjoying scones and clotted cream in Cornwall. So you've got me, news editor Emma Powell, and I'm joined by Francis Taylor, commissioning editor of Radio Times magazine. Hello Francis, how are you? Hello Emma, I'm well thanks. So it was David James and Mike Bushell in the dance off this week in a bit of a battle of the dad dancing really. Did the right person go? Definitely. I mean, the the thing is, I am no Mike Bushell fan. I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think, I, I know, I'm, I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority. But I do think that they were both the bottom of the leaderboard and always, if that's the case, then they, they're going to be the fairest celebrities to actually be in the dance-off as well. But David's card has been marked for a few weeks, I think. You know, it's always good when people start to improve, but I don't think he'd really improved very much, to be honest, in the last couple of weeks. And he'd always been hovering around the bottom. So, yeah, he was, and also he got a score of 16, which was kind of yeah. uh, quite far away from Mike, who got 21 as well. But, um, yeah, the, the the right celebrity left this week, I think. Because there was one point last week, because he obviously had a bit of a reprieve and he mm. wasn't in the dance-off. There was part of me that was thinking, is he actually going to pull this back? And he's yeah, going to be actually, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but then I think this week, he, I mean, I don't think it was his worst dance. It wasn't his worst, no, but a jive. And they kept saying about his height, and I, I don't think that is much to do with it, really. Yeah. I think a jive has got to be so sharp, it's got to be so full of energy, mm. and it's, it's really noticeable when it's lacking in energy or it's a bit floppy or whatever. And I think that's really what he fell foul of this week. And it's a shame, because I was actually really enjoying him as a sort of strictly celebrity but yeah. I just think in terms of dancing ability he got to a level where he was never going to step up to where the rest of them are really and that's the thing as well I think he was quite lacklustre yeah you know I mean he may well have been really enjoying himself by the end but it never came across you look at some of the others in there like Kareem he's just completely in it he in his element it. yeah whereas I feel David James is still almost quite stiff yeah he definitely. never really let himself just go no and that stiffness often it, it can't get rid of it sometimes yeah. Like, like no matter how much training a celebrity has or how much they want it sometimes if you're just a bit stiff you can't really get past that and yeah I think that was what his problem was but with Mike as well I, if I never see that Samba again <laughs> it won't be a bad thing I mean I love Mike and you're lucky Kimberly's not here because she is a huge fan of Mike Bushell <laughs> oh it's too cringe for me I mean it's do too you, I feel it's it's great that he's got to Halloween week next week yeah. but I do feel his his time is up yeah. after that I feel like that's sort of the marker where the bad ones start dropping off. Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, in previous years, we have had, you know, quote, bad ones make it as far as Blackpool. But I just think that his his level of kind of entertainment first versus sort of bad <laughs> dancing is it's all completely off I just don't I don't think he's got that je ne sais quoi that people really really want to see him mm. go far if you know what I mean so you know, like an Ed Balls where you think oh you're really really rooting for them it's like he's funny but he hasn't got that thing that you go I just I can't wait to see what Mike does every week I just find it a bit you no know. 
You're finding a bit cringe. It's too cringe. <laughs> too cringe for me. And oh, in that shirt as well on uh, Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, I mean, it was he, good... he was just like a dad dancing yeah. at like, he's turned up at the school disco to pick his kid up and just take him to the dance floor. Exactly. Uh, it felt very like those kind of vibes. Even Alfonso <laughs> couldn't help him and that's saying something. Exactly. Well, he did give him a seven. Yeah, Compared true. Compared to yeah. Craig's three, I was like, that's a big disparity in the figures there. There's a quite a lot of that this week though with yeah. Alfonso's very generous marking. <laughs> we will come on to that. Um, who did you think did like did the best this week? Oh, do you know what Emma Weymouth did so well? I yeah. think to you know a dance off can either make you or break you, and actually it made her. The fact that she was able to pull it back this week with a Viennese waltz and got nines across the board mm. is quite an incredible turnaround, to be honest. I think she did really really well, and also Alex Scott. I have to say, yeah, she was one for me that uh, every week I've thought she's either done well ish or. Ooh, really really not very good at all middling yeah middle to sort of near the bottom and actually Charleston and they all said it and I completely agreed it really suited her Mm. and she could you could just tell again sort of unlike David James really that she was absolutely loving it yeah really really just loving the Strictly journey and that goes a long way I think often but again the scores reflected that as well three eights and a nine yeah and I think that's the thing I think she's found her rhythm now yeah I think she's finally letting loose and really like putting her all into it exactly you can see that on camera like she was having time for life on Saturday night and Charleston it's hard to not have fun with a Charleston yeah, exactly. really but yeah and that's that's also again what's a bit dangerous where you can have a really good week with a really good dance yeah and then next week you know or a bit like Emma Weymouth you know Vini Smoltz is obviously the sort of dance that suits her yeah but then when she gets a bit more of a fast-paced one she could be slipping right down the board I've again. always thought that she'd be better at sort of the ballroom the waltzing yeah stuff like that she seems well suited to that exactly yeah and I think that's uh, definitely reflected in the scores this week but she's she's one I'm still worried about to be honest she's a bit like two up and down the board yeah and I think the thing is with Emma Weymouth I I think my worry with her at the beginning was that actually she could be really good but people would vote her off because she was probably the least well known out Mm. of all of them but I feel like the public are are getting behind her now I mean obviously she had the dance off last week yeah I mean she's proved that with four nines the public clearly like her enough to keep her in and they're listening to the judges scores exactly no I'd agree with that and also you know it does depend on who your partner is and Ali Ash is always going to be a fan favourite as well yeah. so he's got that behind her I think that she's yeah she's one that could actually surprise us and make it a lot further than perhaps we'd have thought especially for having been in the dance off last yeah. week yeah she might be a bit of an underdog and, and once exactly. actually she's she's got this confidence she may even get better at the faster paced dances yeah. and, and really come out of herself Absolutely. And Kareem, oh my God, I loved him this week. Yeah. He was uh, sceptical about who let the dogs out, but actually I think they pulled it off. The choreography was amazing. It was, yeah. I don't know how many um, salsas have kind of jumping handstands in them, (laughs) but we can look past that because, yeah, Kareem, I mean, from week one, he's been absolutely incredible and he does just get better and better. Um, I just love love watching him every week. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. And it's weird because his scores have, again, been... They are good, but an eight from Craig seems yeah. a little harsh, maybe. But I think that's just Craig. That is just Craig, yeah. Because um, he got a ten from Motsi. Yes, yeah, he did, and two nines as well um, from Shirley and Alfonso. But I was going to mention Chris and Karen actually as yes. well. Like I, I just, um, I was really enjoying Chris, thinking that he was getting again better and better, yeah. and he was one that's really looking forward to every week. I was kind of a bit disappointed this week really see I was the opposite I thought oh Chris is Chris is getting there now yeah see well I mean Craig gave him a five yeah and again probably a bit harsh but 
I just wasn't blown away by his quick step. Really? No. Oh, see, I quite liked him. It was. It looked far more. I'm just going for a, a very slow paced jog mm. than actually doing a quick step. To Do you me, think it was nerves <laughs> this week with him. I might have been. I don't know. Again, I'm a bit worried that he might plateau a bit. I yeah. think you know he's he has got really good dance ability, but he's one that. I don't know. I mean, he could, again, go further than we think, but I'm just worrying that he's, yeah, levelling out a bit now. Yeah, I mean, the thing with him is he is sort of towards the bottom of the leaderboard. And if we get rid of the Mike Bushell types next week, yeah. then I feel Chris Ramsey might find himself in the dance-offs going forward. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. He may even find himself in the dance-off next week, to be fair. Yeah. Because well, David James has gone now, and actually the standard's quite high. Well, that's it, actually. When it gets to this point, I mean, we've still got, I don't know, how many is it, like nine, ten left or whatever, but the, the fact that, as you say, the Mike Bushell types, you look at who actually falls into that Mike Bushell types category. <laughs> Mike Bushell. And it's Mike Bushell. That's kind of it. Like everyone else, when you actually look at who's left and the scores they're getting and how well they're doing, yeah. his standard is really, really high for this stage in the competition. Well, this this is what I was going to talk to you about, actually, because a lot of people have been saying that the some of the judges are being a bit too generous this year. Mm. And I think Alfonso was giving out... I don't think he gave anything... Oh, the only five... He gave a five for David and Nadia, which was... Kind of fair enough. But his lowest score after that was sevens. Yeah. He gave a 10. He gave a handful of nines. Do you think he was being too generous this week? He was probably being a bit over generous. But do you know what? That's always the case when you get a guest judge in. Yeah. I don't know what it is about being a guest judge, if it's just trying to make a good impression or what. But you look down the years. And again, Alfonso did it when he was last on the show. Yeah. And we infamously had Donny Osmond giving tens out left, right and centre, <laughs> which again, later on, they kind of went, oh, let's not worry about those tens because <laughs> they're a Donny 10 and it doesn't really count. So I think any guest judge always does overmark. Mm. Um, so we can't, again can't take them too seriously in a, in a weird way um but i actually really loved having him back on the show yeah. i again you sort of a bit skeptical when the the uh, judging panel gets mi- a bit mixed up and you think oh no i'm gonna miss bruno but actually i hate to say it but I actually sort of preferred him to Bruno. I know, I didn't want to <laughs> I say I feel really it. guilty feel saying really that. I know, I know. It's a bit of me that sort of died inside saying that. But I did. I thought he was really good, really entertaining. Yeah. I think the thing with Bruno is he's such a staple of the show. Exactly. But his flamboyance is the same thing every week. Yeah. I feel Alfonso can get really excited, but he's also, it's not too samey that you get bored of it. Exactly. Whereas I think Bruno, it's, it's a bit... Can you just rein it in yeah. for a second? We, d- we don't need these massive hand gestures and these crazy statements every single time you critis- like critique someone. Exactly. No, I agree. And I think it is nice to just sort of mix it up a little bit sometimes. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was great. Do you think the contestants perhaps shouldn't really listen to his scoring then? Because, you know, someone like... I mean, Saffron got 210, so, I mean, she did, she did deserve it, in my opinion. But do you think maybe she shouldn't pay too much attention to Alfonso's 10? Because if she sort of thinks she's going to meet that standard again next week, she'll be disappointed if perhaps Bruno gives her an 8 or a 9. Yeah, and I think what's also difficult is um, having someone like Alfonso, where, yes, he won the US version of the show, mm. but he's not in the same way, you know, like a Motsi or a Shirley, who is a classically trained dancer who yeah. knows you know all the technicality he's he's more there for the oh I loved it you you know you made me smile that was great yeah which is lovely <laughs> but 
technically it's not really the same as having a, a really highly trained professional dancer score you and mm. know what they're looking for and the intricacies of the footwork and all that kind of business so yeah I'd say Saffron enjoy the 10 but <laughs> maybe don't count on one from Bruno next week <laughs> I mean she did really well because I was going to say did. Kimberly actually um, spoke to uh, Saffron and AJ earlier this week mm. and obviously Saffron had hurt her back so I was I mean, a double 10 and two nines was quite impressive. And she was saying that um, her quote was, it definitely has affected our training regarding her back injury. Mm. We haven't been able to do as many hours as we would have liked or have done previously. The competition is only getting harder. So we've struggled, but we're getting through it. And I feel she was in, she was quite clearly in quite a lot of pain. So to pull off two tens and two nines, I thought, you know, hats off to her. Yeah, definitely. And actually a foxtrot really suited her. Yeah. And again, she's someone that I wouldn't have necessarily thought would be as good that sort of dances versus again like a, a Charleston um, but yeah she really impressed me and I think going last as well is always good to end on a high yeah. and that is exactly what happened but the, the fact that she was um, she was top of the leaderboard I think yeah she, she did yeah. points two Which points is, ahead of Karim and Amy exactly and again and quite a way ahead of um, Michelle and Giovanni as well uh, I just think a couple of weeks ago we wouldn't have expected that yeah I know they're, they're sort of middling now I'm, I'm a bit worried Michelle needs to pull it out of the bag next week I think yeah and I think she did have a tough time with the rumba as mm. a lot of celebrities do Obviously, it's a very, very difficult, difficult. dance. Um, so I think, you know, anyone who has a rumba and doesn't get a good score, you can kind of give them a bit of a pass for a week. But yeah. I agree that, you know, she's she's gone from having a straight out the gate start, like right at the top, and she's kind of slipping down a little bit now. And that could be a danger where these other celebrities who weren't so good at the start, the more they get trained, the, coming the up. better they get, and they will start to overtake her. But I still really love... Michelle and Giovanni and their yeah. partnership and I think she's an incredible dancer who again I really get excited about seeing oh I do love her and yeah. the thing that we're talking like similar vein do you think Kelvin's almost peaked too early I think and so and he's going to start dropping down a little bit actually yeah I did think that this week I think he had such an incredible first week yeah that it's almost dangerous if you do that really because yeah. you've got nowhere to go and people expect so much of you and you can't really shock an audience mm. anymore when when you've done uh, a performance as incredible as his it was a samba I think wasn't it and yeah um but yeah so again I wasn't that oh, blown oh no no well it began cha-cha. with S oh we did a cha-cha this week but I meant like the first oh, the very yeah, first yeah, one yeah, he did yeah, samba, yeah. <clears throat> yeah which was incredible um but I just think, yeah, I wasn't that blown away no. by his cha-cha this week, really. Um, and again, if you were to call like a, you know, a final three or a final four at this stage, it would be really difficult. Well, he was, he's dropped off of the top three this week. He was fourth, three eights and yeah. nine. So he, he didn't even get nines across the board. No. Finished on 33. Which again, when you look at some of the other scores, <clears throat> again, Emma Weymouth getting getting those and yeah. Saffron, you just think, wow, they, they're, they're celebrities that, again... Week one, you'd have never thought yeah. like they'd have been doing better than Kelvin at this stage. It's like, Kelvin, is your time up? <laughs> oh, I hope not, but maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, someone who absolutely deserved a 10 was Johannes for that dance in Hills. That was amazing. I just absolutely love that whole routine. I think that's sometimes the highlight of the whole Strictly weekend is that results show opening number. Yep. Sometimes it's just, um, I remember OT did uh, one a few years ago, like again, a fashion themed yeah. one. And it was just, it just blew you away. And it was the one thing that stuck with you from the whole Strictly 
strictly weekend. Um, and yeah, Johannes. I mean, I'm such a fan of his. I yeah. think it. I think it was a complete um, misfire to not cast him as an original. Um, you know, main pro. Yeah, like why? Uh, has why he have not him on the bench? <laughs> yeah. He's amazing. It's crazy. He's he's really quickly become pretty much my favourite male pro yeah. on the show. And I think yeah, that routine just absolutely showed how much at the top of his game he really is. Yeah, I mean, I would be so jealous if I was everyone else of Catherine right now. Yeah. Like, why is he not my dance partner? I know. <laughs> he's so amazing. It was, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic, that routine. Um, Anton, I wouldn't say getting in the way, but getting a lot of the yeah. limelight. Yeah. Maybe a bit less Anton in that routine, but um, even more Johannes, please. I mean, I would have literally just watched Johannes. <laughs> yeah. For that whole opening dance and none of the others. So. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it's like you say, the Sunday show is kind of boring, yeah. Because you have seen them dance, so it's just who's going to be in the dance-off. And cough, it is pre-recorded. Yeah, exactly. So you know that nothing dramatic, exciting, that was yeah. going to really fall over or anything like that. So you need those kind of dances, because they're really the only thing you want. And then the last sort of two minutes where it's so-and-so's gone. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, quite a lot of padding. Well, then Strictly's quite good at padding, to yeah, be honest. On Saturday, you can start... Those VTs, oh, oh God. Go on oh. and on. And you they're so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> we love the dancing. But, oh, but maybe not the VTs. No. Um, one thing that got people very emotional this weekend, actually, was Will and Jeanette. Mm. I mean, Moxie couldn't really speak at first. No. She was in tears. And honestly, I thought that was such a moving dance. Yeah. And I think especially, I mean, we have just said about the VTs and the padding, but I mean, it worked well. Sometimes the VTs are good when they're <laughs> when they're actually got a purpose. Yeah. yeah. I just, I think their dance was flawless. And I actually am surprised that he only got one nine. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And the seven from Craig seemed really harsh as yeah. well. Um, but no, I completely agree. He is someone who actually surprises me more and more. Mm. Um, and I think as well, having contemporary as a dance, it's it's funny, isn't it? These kind of um, the couple's choice or the contemporary, yeah. it, they can really show someone in their absolute best. And yeah. that, that is absolutely what happened with Will because you just get that much more freedom and that much yeah. you can be more expressive I think than in a lot of the more traditional dances um, and that's that's the time where you can again really blow people away and mm. that's that's just what he did and yeah really moving but also just really well danced yeah. if you again take the emotion out of it you take away the VT and take away the weepy song of uh, Lucas Graham it was actually just a really well danced dance yeah I was really impressed it and was Jeanette did an amazing job with him as well yeah I mean I'm I really want him to start pushing into those those top three now mm. each week. I mean, I think he he deserves it, and he's again he's clearly enjoying himself, and he's clearly improving yeah, as he is. well. And that's again, everyone loves the Strictly journey, yeah. and it's just really exciting to see people who you know, unlike maybe Kareem or Kelvin, who you just expect to be incredible. Yeah. It's really nice to get those surprises when people who you perhaps didn't expect so much of, and then actually they just completely knock it out of the park yeah. and can really take your breath away. And that's the sort of really exciting strictly moments that yeah. the show can give you and I think the other element with Will is it was so emotional and also because he must be inspiring so many young children out there right now Absolutely. who have some sort of disability and who probably don't think they could do something like this he's there 
primetime Saturday night TV being like, I'm showing you you can. Absolutely. And I know, again, he was quite worried at the start about being able to do lifts yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And the fact that he's, you, you know, you watch him dance and you don't think no. of disability at all. He's just an incredible dancer. Um, and you're right. It's just, it's very inspiring and it's really amazing to see what he's been capable of, to yeah. be honest. And again, just to surprise everybody. Yeah. No, I'm I'm big, big team Will fan here. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it wouldn't be Strictly without rumblings of a Strictly curse. <laughs> they have started up already. Um, I think so, they started before the show even yeah, started. that's true actually. Um, so Saffron and AJ have been plagued, I think pretty much from week one, even though he has said countless times, I have a girlfriend. And um, That's never stopped anybody. No, Don't worry about true. that. So we, we spoke to Saffron and AJ this week and um, they basically said no it's not happening. That's funny. Um, Saffron just said, in terms of their friendship, she said, honestly, I could never have imagined it. There's always this talk about close, how, how close everybody gets. And you kind of just think, oh, really? But it really is true. Not only have I become such good friends with AJ, but I've become friends with so many of the other cast as well. Oh, that's what they will say. <laughs> I mean... Well, we're such good friends. happening <laughs> or not? Oh, I don't know. I, I think... I wouldn't, I mean, just with any of them, really, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. But I kind of, I kind of see this little spark between Karim and Amy. Really? Yeah, that's only, that's only just me. I mean, I think, I think she's engaged actually as well. So sorry. Um, But I can just, you can really tell with some couples that there's a real chemistry there and a real, even just getting on, on a friendship level. Um, And they just, I I think they really have that. I do think Saffron and AJ uh, do do have that kind of relationship as well but I think it's so difficult to tell the the truth if you want from the the getting the headlines and yeah. actually you know the more people talk about Strictly Curse around you it doesn't harm um, it doesn't harm no, exactly. your your sort of chances in the show to be honest there. exactly yeah um, that's again to be very very cynical and journalisty about it but uh, yeah t- I mean to be honest after um uh, oh god who was it I'm just thinking last year Sean Walsh oh, and yeah. um, Katia, Katia. Uh, nothing will shock me anymore no. to be honest so <laughs> any anyone could be with anyone and I'd go oh, right, okay uh, well I mean that is the two people who have been like batting it away as well is Alex Scott and Neil Jones yeah they, they've had I, I saw they've just done an interview with Hello Magazine and apparently they are being compared to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle <laughs> I mean <laughs> I mean, of the ballroom world. <laughs> I mean, they could in those one of those sort of terrible lifetime films of Harry and Meghan. They could they could yeah. probably both be cast in those yeah. roles. But apart from that, I can't see that chemistry with them really. I think they get on. Yeah, like, I definitely think they get on. But I don't think I don't think there's much of a curse going on between those two. No, personally speaking, I mean, I've got no idea. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Neil Neil has pretty much shut it down. I mean, he said. Um, I'm single, but I haven't thought about dating. Coming out of a long-term relationship, I'm just focusing on Strictly. I mean, this is the thing, though, isn't it? When every year, everybody gets asked these questions. And yeah. every year, everyone goes, no, we're just really good friends. No one does one of these interviews and goes, oh, yeah, you're right, actually. Sorry, we have been getting off yeah, behind scenes. Exactly. <laughs> so, again, when, they, when deny, 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 I think let's not take it as rip, but... You know, I think the conspiracy theory uh, is alive and well and all all the better yeah. for it. It makes it all the more entertaining on a Saturday night to be able to try and guess who's secretly copping off with each other as but well. That's the thing. Do you think Strictly wouldn't be Strictly if it didn't have 
a strictly curse yeah say, every I week it's made the show more it's enjoyable it. it is yeah it's definitely become a big part of the show um and it's a part of the show that you can't really get rid of now no. as well because of course you put people of the opposite sex together and you watch them rub against each other for yeah. 10 weeks and you know tongues are gonna wag and i think that's uh, it does as a viewer um it does just make it again added layer of intrigue yeah. and interest but for thinking about what's potentially going on behind the scenes so it's not something i can just get rid of um and i think it's uh, yeah it's yeah. all it's all good column inches for the show yeah and i mean sean and katia did not help the strictly curse last year it's just sort of gone full pelt ahead now exactly yeah <laughs> and again all the better for it to be honest exactly <laughs> well thank you for joining us today francis thank you um, kimberly will be back at the helm next week when we'll be discussing all the action from halloween week thank you very much 